Welcome to Talk Your Shit Podcast. I'm your host, Diamond Ariel. And if you're Black, a person of color, or an ally, this podcast is for you. This platform gives Black entrepreneurs and creatives a space to be seen, heard, and understood, to have audacity, talk their shit, and look good while doing it. This isn't a place to be humble, rather to be yourself and take up every inch of space you deserve. So get ready because it's time for you to talk your shit. Welcome to this week's episode of Talk Your Shit Podcast. We're going to talk about the importance of diversity in tech. We're going to talk about the layoffs, as well as the challenges that come with being a Black recruiter in the corporate corporate America. We love Miss Corporate America. So I am joined by Rochelle. How are you, Rochelle? I'm good. How about yourself? I am phenomenal. I'm so excited, y'all. There's going to be a lot of tea spilled, so I hope y'all are ready. So, Ms. Ma'am, tell us what you do. So, I am a diversity sourcing recruiter at Salesforce. So, I specifically focus on underrepresented minority talent. So, that's your African-American, Latinx, Hispanic, and Indigenous population. Uh, But I specifically focus within the customer success group. So, think like architects, some project managers, engagement delivery managers, things like that. Ooh, and we love seeing a black woman. Okay, recruiting <laughs> us. We we need we need some help. Okay, because people out here tripping. You know what I'm saying? So, tell us about your background and what it was like for you growing up. Yes. So, growing up, uh, as you can tell, I am biracial, um, and my parents are also military. So, I spent most of my childhood overseas. Uh, both my parents served in the army. So the early part of my childhood, I was in Korea and then I was in Germany as well before I moved back to the States, I think like fourth grade. So I had a very unique perspective, I would say, of the world uh, just because I grew up in an over a country that not a lot of people will get to live in in their lifetime, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it just really opened my eyes to a lot of things when I did come back to America, the differences and how Americans are a little arrogant, you know, a little ignorant. Just a little bit. We little <laughs> seated, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't know that you grew up in Germany. I did. That's, that's, that's hence why I have the minor in German uh, when I did my undergrad. Oh, my God. I lived in Germany for two years, and I studied German there, so I have a pretty good understanding of it. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Such a small world. Look, we could just complete the rest of the podcast in German. I'm just kidding. I'm going to do that. But um, so, so you are a diversity recruiter for Salesforce. How did you get here? What in your life made you say, hey, I want to be a recruiter, diversity source and recruiter to help, you know, underrepresented people get tech jobs? So to be completely honest, it kind of just fell in my lap initially when I interviewed for Salesforce. Uh, it was for a tech recruiter, which they said I didn't really have the experience for. Uh, Mm. Just a little bit about my background. I came from healthcare recruiting, so I did full cycle recruiting on the healthcare side, uh, AMN Healthcare. Um, Let's just say the culture there is very different than where I'm at today. Uh, Just to be completely candid, very cutthroat, I would say. Not a lot of women over there, and especially not a lot of black women. Uh, so coming to Salesforce was definitely eye-opening. After I went through the interview process, was kind of denied on the tech side. Then they did reach out to me, just kind of letting me know they had a diversity opening and just kind of letting me know about what that looked like uh, working on the DNI side of things. 
And I really promised myself in my last role, as you, everyone's well aware of, like after George Floyd's death and kind of the Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter movement, I felt like I really found my voice when it came to being vocal about what's right and wrong and uh, just things like that. So I promised myself in my next role, I wanted something that really made an impact, not just going to work, doing day to day, nine to five, just really feeling like I'm not really accomplished anything that's worthwhile to me. Hmm. I think that's really cool. That's really good that you are in that position because honestly, I feel like we do not have as many high positions as we should. Like, like it's nice the past few years seeing us, you know, take those positions, but at the same time, it's not enough of us, you know. Of course. And I see, I see you out here doing your thing. Okay, let's let's talk about corporate America because, as you mentioned briefly, the tech layoffs. Layoffs have been massive. They continue to be massive, and people are literally holding on for dear life, hoping and praying that they not are not laid off. So, what did it for you seeing your peers, you know, get laid off? How did that affect you and the way that you did your job? So, for me as a recruiter, I don't like to waste anyone's time. So that's mm-hmm. whenever I go start about the interviewing process with a candidate. That's something I'm very vocal about. And it was hard to see. There was someone on my team who started probably a little before me. She was part of the layoffs initially. So that was really hard because one minute she was there and then the next minute she was gone. And just really being uncertain of what was going on. I mean, I mean, still, I mean, every day, if you're familiar on LinkedIn, a lot of recruiters, we that's our source of truth, you know, day to day we're in there. I mean, they have an updated list almost daily of the layoffs um, within tech companies, other companies, and it's just mm. really hitting everyone hard. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I always believe, yes, you have your corporate job, but also I'm very adamant about having a side hustle because mm-hmm. you never know what can happen. Uh, I know a lot of people, even people that I've interviewed, they do contract work, things like that, especially in the tech world. So just always having things like that available and always be open to hearing about new opportunities. A lot of the talent that I do talk to is more so passive, Mm -hmm. uh, but typically after our conversation, they're open to it uh, just because sometimes they're not aware that there's opportunities out there for them, especially at Salesforce. So, yeah, I love that you pointed out having a side hustle, having side hustles, multiple streams of income, super important and to not fully rely on jobs because layoffs you never know what can happen you never know the company could just shut down go bankrupt and now you're out of a job okay so having side hustles having multiple sources of income is important for you so that you are not you know when you lose that job you're not like oh oh crap like what do i do you know now you're homeless now you don't have a car we we don't need that so it's important to have multiple streams you don't know how to have multiple streams Google it, <laughs> okay? Because there are so many different ways to make money. There are so many different ways. And yes, I love that you touched on that. And so with that, what kind of challenges have you also faced? Because I know, first of all, can we just, first of all, we might need to backtrack a little bit because can we just talk about the skill set that it takes to be able to source <laughs> diverse talent and good talent at that? What type of skills does it take? So, I mean, First and foremost, anyone that I say wants to get into the DNI side of recruiting or just in general every day, it's it's not your typical day. I mean, 
Mm. Compared to my counterparts, I might hear more no's versus yeses uh, when it comes to presenting candidates to different roles. Uh, you really have to have a thick skin and really advocate for candidates. Sometimes you might come across a candidate that has a pretty diverse background, but it doesn't necessarily align with what like the typical skill set, you know. Uh, so really just going to bat for candidates, not only with other recruiters, but when it comes to hiring managers, things like that, because uh, at the end of the day, that could be the difference between a yes or a no, just opening more doors. I think people really just have to approach things with an open mind. Mm, that's good. Take notes. If y'all want to be recruited, take these take these notes because anybody can't be a recruiter because it takes, it takes thick skin. It takes you sliding to people's DMs and them ghosting you or you, you know, setting up meetings and waiting and the person never shows up. It, it is a lot. It takes a lot of brain work, a lot of mental. And I, I commend you for that because that, that could, that is not for me. That is not my calling. <laughs> well, not I mean, you just have to get used to hearing the word no sometimes. Like I said, you might get 10 no's in a day, but maybe that one yes, they're your next hire. So. And honestly, that's with anything that you do, whether you are an entrepreneur, you have to get used to no's. If you're not getting no's, I don't, I don't think you're doing enough because no's are essential. They are the next step to that yes. So if you're not even getting no's or if you're not getting anything, you know, there's some work that you have to do. And that's with, you know, career as well. Job searching. Job searching is a whole full-time job in itself because you are constantly applying not hearing back, constantly sliding people's DMs, constantly reaching out to recruiters. You are getting no's and then eventually you'll get that yes. And it takes, it takes grit. It takes determination to be able to finally, you know, find a position you're looking for. And I know, baby, I know you've been going through it. I know you have gone through it in order to, you know, when you've been job searching, it's, it takes time, it takes energy. And at this point you are like best friends with no's. And so you have probably been expecting them and then we get to the ass you're like oh shoot okay well uh, let's go ahead and move forward you know so a major part of your job is helping people find positions right so essentially you're taking care of them so that they can put food on the table pay their bills enjoy life and so amidst all these layoffs and amidst you know the stresses that come with being a recruiter you know getting the nose and having to deal with you know just a lot how do you continue to make sure that you're taken care of because you're essentially you're taking care of other people right so how do you take care of yourself are you saying like when i'm logging off for the day how do i take care mentally how i'm taking care of myself <laughs> like once hey, I, log, I mean for me i am in the gym probably like four or five days a week so like this morning i start i started my day with a workout so mm -hmm. that's how i take care of me just to get through the day um, even if I need to step away, uh, I have a great Dane, so I'll take him for a walk kind of when I need to get away, just take a breather, things like that. Uh, and I, I mean, to be honest, when I have days where I have like five interviews in a row, I will log off and I will sit in silence mm. for like an hour and I will tell people, don't call me because I will watch it ring. <laughs> <laughs> I will not answer. <laughs> boundaries, you know, boundaries are important. Okay. Miss Ma'am, she can wait. No, wait, you gotta take care of yourself. And I love that you said going to the gym because moving your body, y'all. Moving your body is important. And if you can never envision yourself 
going to a gym like ever, ever in your existence. At least, I don't know, turn on some music and dance. Okay, Beyonce, Rihanna, Megan Thee Stallion, Gucci, whoever you need to turn on, right? It's move your body, get that, you know, get the blood pumping. Because if you don't, you're going to be miserable. And it is very important for y'all to move. And I love that you do that. So you're a gym, a gym person. I am trying. I'm not succeeding. Bless you. How do you even get yourself to constantly go to the gym? So I tell people this all the time, really just having a community. So I go to a local gym. Actually, a lot of my friends, I referred them to the gym and now we all work out together. So really just having a community that hey. shows up. I used to do the 5 a.m. group class. I don't anymore. I switched back to personal training, but I was up at 5 a.m. three days a week. During the winter, we were in there. We were getting it, keeping each other accountable. Hey, girl, you you pulling up to the gym this morning? Uh, you stood me up? All that. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Accountability. I heard accountability. Hey, it's almost, summer. it's almost summer. Summer bodies are made right now. Summer bodies? Summer bodies are important, okay? They're coming up. It's time to get it together because I don't have time to be at the pool. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but you take care of yourself in that and you set boundaries. And so what other, so for you, what challenges have you faced? So as you're, you know, sourcing other people or just being in your your position as well, or is like day to day or whatever it is, what challenges have you faced in that and how have you continue to move past them, you know, to overcome them? Of course. So I would say right, specifically right now, one of the challenges is that a lot of people are hesitant due to the recent layoffs, specifically at Salesforce. If you've been following news, we had done some layoffs. So I've had a couple people that were in the process get out of the process because they're just like, I don't feel comfortable going through the process right now, which I mean, mm -hmm. I understand typically when you're at a company, if they're doing layoffs, usually if you just started, you might be a part of those layoffs. I mean, it's sad to say, um, especially during the pandemic, so many people went through layoffs. Uh, when I was still working at um, the healthcare company that I was at, the first people to go were those new cohorts. And mm. uh, a lot of layoffs happened then. I mean, and some people were already at home and getting laid off. So it was just a rough time. Uh, but when it comes to just overall, I would say at Salesforce, I've really grown into my own. As I said before, the last company I was at, uh, it, some people really succeeded there. It just wasn't for me. I feel like when someone out, when I got a new director, she kind of silenced me in a lot of ways and I wasn't able to fulfill everything that I was doing before uh, that transition happened. And I feel like sometimes I was targeted a little bit, not necessarily targeted, but kind of that angry black woman thing. Like, you know how it goes if you... Mm -hmm kind of have this attitude when you're sending a message, things like that, uh, when the other person was clearly in the wrong, but kind of singling you out that way. So I was kind of feeling that towards the end. That's why I was like, yeah, I need to leave. I just, mm -hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm not being heard, uh, just kind of getting walked all over. And I was like, it's time for me to go. So to, for, I still don't understand to this day, but here we are. It's when a black woman you know, voices her opinion when she acknowledges that you are in the wrong, it's seen as her being aggressive, 
or being or doing too much? Or why does she have an attitude, you know? But then when a white woman does it, it's like, oh, she's she's powerful, you know? She's she's standing up for herself. Let's listen to her. Like what what is it about us voicing our opinions that now you feel intimidated? I mean, you should feel intimidated because baby, we are phenomenal. We are amazing. So you have that correct, you know? But it's <laughs> but it's like why? You know, what is the point? Of it and why do we have to continue struggling? Why do we have to continue suffering and dealing with pe- being walked all over? And that is why people are leaving jobs. That's why they're starting their own businesses. That's why we have this mass movement of Black people leaving the workforce and starting their own businesses because we're tired. And mm-hmm. it's time for us to, we realize that it's time for us to do our own thing and you know pursue our passions and our careers. And for getting out of that, for standing up for yourself, because oftentimes we are not acknowledged that we stand up for ourselves. We are instead ridiculed or um, told to be quiet. No, no in between. So No in between. And it's like, you know what? For example, I was a pretty... So when I came into the company, I kind of hit the ground running. I worked a lot of hours. I put in the work to get to kind of the top. So uh, mm-hmm. compared to the other cohorts, I, I mean, because we were commission-based, so... If you had, you placed doctors and they went to work, you were making commission off of that. So if, in my mind, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to get as much money as I can if I'm in a commission type of role. So when she kind of took over, she's like, oh, well, it's good. Like you have all these doctors working, but you're here. You need to be here. And I'm like, mm. I mean, if I'm comfortable where I'm at, I'm still making money, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, okay, the conversation you're having with me, are you, having it with uh, my male white coworker over there. I mean, just mm-hmm. things like that. And it, it was just a lot of situations. And I was like, before I step out of my character, I'm going to just mm-hmm. leave. We're, we're right. closing this chapter and we're leaving. Uh, I was really sad to leave a lot of the doctors that I worked with because I loved working with doctors and kind of mm-hmm. um, finding them roles. Cause I mean, I'm very much, a customer service type of person before recruiting, I was very much in sales. Um, and I worked at Dick's Sporting Goods for a while, things like that. So, I mean, I've always kind of had that background of like selling. So then essentially mm-hmm. in recruiting, you're more so selling people is what I say. Yeah. So, yeah. You're also selling the company to that person too, because they're like, how do I even know this is worth, you know, my time, my energy? How do I know this position is worth it? So you're selling and you're doing phenomenal at it because talking about all these people that you, you know, that you're helping and that the challenges that come with it. So tell us about the receipts because I need to know, I want to know throughout your career, like how many people um, so far to secure jobs and what's the highest position that you've gotten to one? So I would say, Last year was kind of my first full year at Salesforce. So kind of after that ramp up period, I don't, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I would say in Q3, yeah, it was Q3. I had my highest quarter. I had seven offers and six hires. So I mean, seven offers were extended, but only six people accepted. And Mm -hmm. within those, uh, one of the women, she was Hispanic. Um, she came into Salesforce in a vice president position. So it was a G10 position. But yes. And you just going to be humble about it. Girl, if you don't, <laughs> <laughs> say that with your chest. 
But I, I know the recruiter that I worked with because so I would say in my realm, I'm like the first recruiter that you talk to and then I pass you off to another recruiter. So here at Salesforce, those recruiters are called ETPs or quality talent partners. Uh, so we mm-hmm. kind of partner together to really advocate uh, for can- those underrepresented minority candidates that I'm talking about. So her and I really had to push back. Like she's, mm-hmm. she was pushing back with her manager and I was just letting my manager know what was going on because essentially they did want to kind of level her down. But we were like, no, like her background speaks for itself. Like she fulfills all the competencies that we're looking for and she can really make an impact here. So we really went to back for her. So getting that was definitely a win. Like that. Yes. I would say for me, myself, though, I really <laughs> like to focus on black women because I feel like there's not enough mm-hmm. black women in tech. And I think sometimes I can't tell you how many times I've gotten on a phone with a candidate and they were like, I was so surprised you reached out to me. Um, I didn't know like there's opportunities at Salesforce and just really letting them know like there's a space here. And I'm sometimes they do ask kind of about diversity um, in my title. So I do kind of go into that a little bit. And I really like to highlight here at Salesforce that we have great employee resource groups. So we have like Bold Force, which are, is our African-American group, um, Latina Force, mm. and there's also Wind Force, which is our indigenous population. And within all these employee resource groups, you can also join as an ally. So that's what I've done with some of them. Uh, but I really like to highlight that on those calls because when I was at the last company I was at, like that was fascinating to me because we had nothing like that at my last company. And I, I think for some people, it's really mm-hmm. important that they are able to have that group of people that they can go and be themselves. They don't need to code switch like we have to sometimes in corporate America. So, ooh, <laughs> you hit you hit something right there. You said code switching, <laughs> code switching, code switching. We always have to code switch to please the other person. And I love that you are in a, a place that you don't have to. And you are also reaching other people and telling them you don't have to co-switch. You don't have to switch, change up who you are in order to fit in because you accept you. And that's why it's important for, you know, Black women, Black men, Black people to be in recruiting positions, to be in higher positions because they make space for us. They they uh, give us more opportunities. And in the end, then now you have more diverse talent. Now you have a more diverse community, more diverse company, and you're attracting, right, more customers, more people. And that is why it's important to have a diverse business, because if you're just having a business full, you know, of white people, then it's like, you're you missing out. You're missing out on the broader spectrum of people who got the dollars, you know, people in tech. But what was crazy, though, when we went to Afrotech and I was like, oh, crap. That's a lot of black people, you know? And I was like, <laughs> I was on tech because I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize there were this many of us in tech. And at the same time, I was overwhelmed because I was like, okay, there's so many people to talk to. I'm going to go hide in the corner and, and cry. Like the first night I went and took a nap because it was yeah. a lot. It was so many people. But just seeing, just seeing that in real time was really amazing. It was like, well, then you see more of us. I didn't realize there was already, you know, 10,000 of us, you know, in this space, but there needs to be more. And I love that you are doing that. So did you, did you always want to be a recruiter? 
you, you say you came into it accidentally. So I know you were in health, but what did you want to be when you grew up? Because now I'm like, how'd you go from being in healthcare to, you know, being a recruiter? What, what did you, you want to be when you grew up? So I have a degree in international business with a focus in marketing and a minor in German. So essentially, at some point, I'm not saying it's still not going to happen, moving overseas. I mean, working for a company there. I mean, I applied to like some internships in college within like trade compliance, things like that. But I I had a pretty general degree, Mm -hmm. but I always kind of was fascinated by marketing, things like that. Uh, But I mean, I feel like as a recruiter, I get some aspects of marketing because, I mean, on LinkedIn, I'm posting daily, kind of being a walking advertisement, essentially, when I was at Afrotech, kind of talking with candidates in person uh, and just really advocating why why Salesforce? Why come here? You know, I mean, that's always a question like Mm -hmm. why Salesforce? What made you want to come to Salesforce? I mean. If you talk to most people, they know like our company culture, what we stand for. I think Salesforce, we not only talk to talk, talk the talk, but we walk the walk. There's so many companies out there that will mm-hmm. say, oh, we're doing this, that in diversity hiring. If you've been paying attention, I've heard that a lot of big tech companies, when they've been doing layoffs, it's specifically been laying off some of those diversity teams that they created during the pandemic, during the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement. But- do they still have those teams? So that's something to kind of look into because from what I've heard kind of within the recruiting org, uh, definitely do your make your checks, you know? <laughs> and that didn't even cross my mind is that the majority of people laid off, they laid off those diverse people. Or like just the teams in general. Ooh, so like, we just got an insider. It's crazy. I can't remember the specific company that mm-hmm. I had talked about this with some of my coworkers. But they said, like, specifically, this company laid off, like, their whole diversity team. So, but I, but I, I think Salesforce also, we post kind of the numbers, you know, essentially, I don't know if you've seen, like, last year, we talked about, well, coming into this year, like, 40% increase when it comes to URM hires, LGBT. LGBTQ community, things like that. So we're pretty vocal about what we're wanting to do. And then we're able to show those numbers. Are, are other companies doing that? I don't know, because they know what they're doing. They know they're wrong. Yeah. That Salesforce is a great company. And I completely believe it because they, they are diverse. They actually genuinely care about their people. And I've seen posts and I've seen posts of like black women, black people all together, just dancing and vibing and, and chilling and at some point I was like you know what I could work for Salesforce yeah have you <laughs> I don't I don't think the cloud is for me <laughs> I don't I don't think the cloud is for me it's I, too I much. if y'all if y'all end up having some fashion positions then you know come come talk to a sister I got you but I don't know about uh, that I, <laughs> I realized real quick the fashion side within Salesforce oh, I, look I don't know that one on the way, you know what I'm saying? So I mean if you meet somebody, you know, you know where to find me, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Business degree, right? You went into healthcare and then you are here now with Salesforce. And eventually you want to move abroad. So what do you want to do moving abroad? Do you want to have your own business? 
do you what 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 are we doing because this is phenomenal <laughs> i mean salesforce does have tons of hubs abroad i mean there's a, a hub in paris france that has a great view mm-hmm. of Eiffel Tower. i've heard they just opened up a new Ooh. hub in dublin ireland which loved ireland i've actually been there before uh, I mean, they have one in Germany. I mean, we have recruiting teams on that side. I would definitely need to brush up on my German if that does happen. But when I was going through the interview process, that's something I was vocal about, like just talking about Salesforce in general, but the opportunities that are available, like say, I do want to make a switch maybe in a year or two to go overseas. Like, what does that look like? So, I mean, I was very candid when I was going through the interview process, still wanting to stay within Salesforce or if I had to make a move within one of our other companies, you know, Slack, MuleSoft, Tableau. I mean, there's tons of opportunities there as well. Really cool to know that that Salesforce has, you know, different hubs overseas. That's a really cool one. And there's options and people love working remotely. Like there's a whole movement now of people loving to work remotely. I mean, this reflects, there's flexibility, there's, you know, opportunities to enjoy life more than, you know, commuting for two hours a day gas prices, you know, in, what is it called? Inflation, all that, you know? So I think that's really cool. But hey, I mean, if you start a little side hustle, got a little song, song, you better let people know. You, you I mean, I do already have a couple side hustles, but. Ooh, tell uh, us the side hustles. <laughs> Just for me, i So I actually, I like working with kids. So I do babysit on the side. And I also do like some home health care. So one of my clients, she is special needs. So I pretty much meet with her weekly, take her to different events, things like that. So so you living by the truth when you said have some side hustles. Yes, I do. I love that. I love that. Practice what you preach, y'all. What's (laughs) actionable piece of advice would you give for those who they have been laid off? They are struggling. They are, you know, dealing with trying to find a new job back what advice would you give to them so i would definitely say utilize your network if you've been following on linkedin there's been tons of hashtags created Mm -hmm. Uh, i know if i see a post that really resonates with me i'll repost i'll support it and just not losing faith i mean maybe versus just applying online maybe you see a job fair go network in person. You never know who you'll run into. Um, Maybe you don't get a job offer, but maybe they can refer you to someone else uh, that might be able to do that. Uh, Just really opening doors for yourself. Uh, And then I would definitely say when you apply, I tell people this all the time, especially people. So when I was at Afrotech, for example, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many people walked up to me and they're like, I've applied for Salesforce so many times, but I never hear anything back. And my first response was always, well, did you reach out to a recruiter? Like Salesforce is a large company. If I yeah. guarantee you, if you apply to a role, for example, our BDR roles are pretty popular, like entry-level sales roles. If you apply to a BDR role, you're probably one of like a thousand. So mm-hmm. the chances, of, like, like a recruiter can still reach out to you, but if you don't do something that sets you apart, from just another name on a resume, things like that, or really knowing the hack when it comes to applying for jobs and kind of how to pull certain things from your resume. I mean, you're not going to get a call back. Uh, I love when people mm-hmm. reach out to me on LinkedIn and they reach out to me about, I do 
post specific roles on my LinkedIn. So they might reach out about that specific role or they're like, hey, I applied to this role. I'd love to chat with you. I think some people, they confuse me for being like like an agency recruiter where they're just going to reach out to me and I just find them a job. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. I probably get yeah. 50 plus messages a day. I, right. To be candid, I can't respond to everyone. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you send me a message, have your resume, have the job, like, please read the job description because I have people reach out to me about jobs that require 10 plus years of experience and you have four. Please make it make sense because I can, I can do a lot. But <laughs> like, I can't work a miracle. I I need you to do a little bit more than that for me. Because <laughs> lately, I've literally been like, I'm, and I, I'm, I'm an honest person, especially when it comes to URM talent. I try to, that's why I have in my description diversity in various places. So if anyone I'm going to respond to, it's definitely going to be the diverse talent. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm very candid with them. Like, hey, like, I appreciate you reaching out to me but you don't have the minimum experience required for this role. I would definitely recommend you kind of taking a look back at some of our other roles that might be available to you. And then looking at different networking, I mean, Salesforce has VetForce for our veterans. So maybe you're trying to break into tech, look into VetForce or your FutureForce, follow FutureForce, see what events they're gonna be at, um, reach out to those recruiters specifically for FutureForce. If I have time, I do try to like send, drop the LinkedIn to the correct recruiter, but Sometimes it just depends. Yeah, always reach out to a recruiter. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely say that. Ooh, okay, so when reaching out to a recruiter, I love this. I love this. She said, "I can't make. I can't work a miracle. So help me out. So help us. Help a sister out. Okay, y'all can't be out here with no experience trying to get her reaching out to recruiters. This is y'all final piece of advice. So take it, run with it, take notes, and do it. What's up? So three insider tips." that you want to leave with listeners so that they can effectively reach out to recruiters and build those relationships to, yeah, to help them find positions and ultimately help you, you know, because you, you make a little, little money off of it. So how can they? I would definitely say if you know someone that works at Salesforce, definitely have like a relationship with someone. Uh, definitely ask them to, do, to refer you. Uh, we do hire on a lot of referrals. I was a referral myself. Uh, when I came on here, on to Salesforce here, even when I'm going through the interview process with a candidate, I ask them if they've been referred because uh, when someone refers you, then they kind of fill out just a couple questions about you and really kind of vouch for you. So when you're going through that application, they'll also see that feedback from the uh, person who works at Salesforce. And then when you reach out to recruiters, please say a specific role. You telling me your experience, I'm not going to go search for a job for you. Unless we had a conversation, mm-hmm. if, unless I reached out to you, we had a conversation, maybe I had a role in mind and it turns out that your experience doesn't align. I'll, I'll do a little bit more research after I talk to you. But if we haven't built up, had that conversation, I don't know what you're looking for. I might take a look at your LinkedIn, but... If you're trying to break into tech, just be very aware you're going to have to start from the bottom and work your way up unless uh, some of those experiences that you have and can kind of align to our competencies here at Salesforce. 
I have a lot of people who reach out to me for like very tech heavy roles and look into coding. Uh, if you're trying to break into tech, uh, there's actually someone I know. He's um, a trainer, a fitness trainer. He, I've, I've been helping him along the process. Uh, he's also a veteran. I told him, join Vet Force. I gave him the information for a military recruiter. I told him he better go to Afrotech this year. Uh, I also told him to kind of get PMP certified because when he was in the military, he was doing uh, kind of project manager, um, kind of working closely with people and managing people. So I told him, look into PMP certified. Um, start going through some of those Salesforce certifications. At Salesforce, it's not required to have those certifications. It does depend on the role. Uh, but for some of the roles, you don't have to have those certifications. But it does help you if you do have those certifications or at least starting the process because, I mean, people people are like, okay, you took the initiative. If you've already started, like we know when we hire you at Salesforce, you're going to only continue to get those certifications, things like that. Okay, too. I have made the mistake, not going to lie, I'm going to put myself on the spot. I have made the mistake when I have been reaching out to recruiters and trying to connect with them. I wasn't specific with the role, right? And then it's just kind of like they, you know, don't respond or they're like, um, I can't help you because you're not helping me, right? So that is really important. Y'all do not take this as a grain of salt, okay? You have the insider, you have a recruiter. So my love, tell them where they can find you. And please y'all don't be sliding her DMs and doing too much because now you're gonna make me look bad. So I need, <laughs> I need y'all to slide her DMs correct. So, my love, <laughs> where can we find you? <laughs> uh, so, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn under Rochelle Rawls. I mean, it's like diversity threw up on my page, kind of. That's all I really talk about. Uh, I do have the hiring. I'll always have the roles that I'm currently hiring for attached to my profiles. I try to keep that up to date as much as possible and just keeping you in the known on um, what's going on. Yeah. Okay. And also, when you reach out to a recruiter, please double check your message because I have had a lot of people recently reach out to me, I think sending mass messages and not say my name correctly. So I'm like, or not, or like I had one guy call me Mrs. Smith and I was like, uh, I think you forgot to double check your message. <laughs> we do need an unsend button from LinkedIn though. We need, we need an unsend button. I will say that. That's important. That's important. You know, social media is slowly catching up on that. You can do it on iMessage now. So I'm going to need LinkedIn to help us out because some of us be out here embarrassing ourselves. And when we send that message, it's too late. And, you know, now your life is over because you can't get a job. But, <laughs> but that is really good, y'all. Take her advice. Thank you. Okay. But Miss Rochelle, it was so great having you on. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. <laughs> of course, it was great talking with you and getting to know you Yay. a little bit better in your podcast. So hopefully I helped someone today. So <laughs> it helped tremendously. And you're going to continue to do great things. I got my eye on you. I got my eye on you. So y'all share with your friends people who need jobs because tech layoffs are real and we need community. So y'all be great. Y'all do good. And I will catch y'all in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Talk Your Shit Podcast. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at queen underscore of diamonds. 
Let me know what you thought of today's episode by leaving a review and tagging me on social media. Stay audacious and I'll catch you in the next episode.